The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss hacking your way to the next order of magnitude using PPC. Joining us is Kevin Urrutia, who is the founder of Voy Media, which is an agency and catalyst for business growth, helping brands cross the thresholds from six figures to seven, maybe seven to eight, using performance marketing. Yesterday, Kevin and I talked about how to use high volume creatives to scale your paid social efforts. And today we're going to continue the conversation talking about how you could use Facebook for e-commerce customer feedback. Okay, here's the second part of my conversation with Kevin Urrutia, founder of Voy Media. Kevin, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. Thanks for having me back. Glad to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about how to optimize your PPC campaigns. And a lot of it was focused on how to use your creative, how to make sure that you have the high volume of creative and you're always testing what's going to stop people's thumbs to get them to click, get to your website and buy something. Turns out Facebook and other performance marketing channels are, are useful for things other than just lead acquisition. Talk to me a little bit about how you're using Facebook to get some customer feedback. So we have like an outdoor gear company that we run. And the way we use Facebook is probably, you've probably seen it now, it's Facebook groups. So Facebook groups are a great way to build a community of your products or items that you have internally or even the customers that you just acquired. And when you're using Facebook ads is funny enough, you can't actually run ads directly to a Facebook group URL. You have to make like a landing page in between to then get users to come into your Facebook group. But then once you have a customer's Facebook group, you can collect your email addresses or even other stuff that you might want that you can then put them into a CRM, for example, or just like a drip campaign. But then one thing that we've done with our Facebook groups, or we have a Facebook group for hikers, about 25,000 members right now. And really the way that we use it is to just collect user-generated content, which goes to kind of like what we talked about yesterday, which is about images or content that you need for your ads. If you have a place where customers are uploading their own images, because for example, we sell outdoor gear products, they're going on hikes, they're showing the products, they're wearing them, they're talking about it. That just fuels your Facebook ads or prospecting ads with fresh content. But at the same time, we also had teammates do live events in our group because live is the thing that Facebook promotes. So like everybody in the group sees it and everybody gets notified. So we were doing weekly competitions in our group to win like camping blankets, for example. 
And then we would announce it on Monday. And then on Friday afternoon, we would record ourselves doing the live event. And we'll say like, guess your number from one to a thousand. And then that was a great engagement tactic to get people to participate in your group. Because if Facebook sees people commenting on the group, then it sort of boosted overall in like their overall like organic group search. So we were doing that a lot. So that's one way that we use Facebook ads to sort of fuel that. Another way for us here is that we would talk about products that we wanted to come out with for the next season. And here we were able to give like mock-ups or drawings and have people vote on it. So this is a great way to see what people in your group are thinking about or what they want to buy. And then ultimately the last way that we kind of used our Facebook group was to really get for pre-orders. With pre-orders, it really showed you, of course, it's great that people are telling you what they want to buy, but you know, it's always great when they actually buy the product. And that allowed us to essentially host like our own mini Kickstarter without using Kickstarter as a platform, because we already have a dedicated fan base that wants our products and knows about us. So that's kind of how we're doing it. And of course, the ultimate thing is that if you're an admin in your group, you have like that special admin badge. So then your posts are always showing up versus a regular member. So I think I'll tell people, it's like, it's always great to own your own platform or place where you can be essentially that quote unquote authority in that group. So what's interesting to me is that you can't use your performance marketing efforts to drive traffic to a Facebook group. You mentioned just to be able to collect your data using a Facebook group, you have to have an interstitial page. I'm assuming that that affects your conversion rate. So why would you be bouncing someone to a page just to get them into a Facebook group as opposed to trying to collect that data yourself? We like using Facebook group because everybody's already on Facebook. So it's actually like a mini forum. And Facebook groups just have more reach than if someone likes your page. Right now, if you post into a group, a tons of more people see it. Even for us, like we saw like tremendous trend of growth. Like in our Facebook group, we have over 1,000 posts a month from just organic people. That's the reason why I say it's like a group is an investment like anything. But once you're sort of growing it, it grows naturally. So for us, we were spending traffic until we got to maybe 10K groups. But then after about a certain threshold, Facebook organically promotes it. So our group right now, we're getting anywhere between 50 to 60 new members every three days. And we don't even do any more ads to them. The group just comes up on the suggested group list for Facebook. And that's kind of where you want to live because then that's when the true growth happens and it sort of justifies all that cost that you sort of spent. So the idea is that you're using your group and you're basically seeding it to start getting some organic growth from Facebook as a platform. Yep. Talk to me a little bit more about some of the data that you can collect from a Facebook group. Obviously, you're starting to grow an organic base. Once you get someone in your Facebook group, what's the value you can collect? So we were using it in many ways. And as we sort of adapted and changed, we were doing different things. One way we were doing it is when we were selling on Amazon, we were putting our group in like a PDF on like an Amazon message saying, hey, in order to get your warranty, you need to join our Facebook group. And this allowed us to collect emails from Amazon customers that, because Amazon doesn't give you the email. So this was a way to get those Amazon customers into our ecosystem. So we were collecting the emails that way and we put them to a different drip campaign. And then if we knew that they gave us a transaction ID, that means they probably came from Amazon. And then that allowed us to go and get Amazon reviews back then when that was allowed. Obviously right now it's not allowed. So that was another tactic that we used before. The thing that's annoying about this part though, is that you really need like a virtual assistant or somebody to manage that because there's no way to export all the new members coming in. You need to do it manually one by one. And then again, Facebook just gives you group insights. You get how many comments you're getting, how many posts you're getting, how many reactions you're getting. Another great thing that you do get is you get like your top 10 members. So if you know there's top 10 members in your group, you can reach out to them. We've done this before where we use them to guest posts on our blog to tell their story about why they're hiking, for example. 
and also to send them product because we know that they're posting a lot in the group. That means they're probably hiking a lot and we want them to show off our product whenever they post up. So then we just send, we just outfit them with free gear. Talk to me about the ways that you're able to use both your performance marketing efforts to drive acquisition and your Facebook groups together to get a picture of the entire life cycle of your customer journey. One way that Facebook is coming out with right now, which is kind of cool, is you have a group pixel now. So you can actually see how many people join from your paid ads to your group. It's like a feature that only some groups have, but that's sort of useful to see how they've sort of gone in there. But the biggest way that we can sort of see that, and it's more just like when someone buys, we'll send them an email saying, hey, thanks for buying. We would love for you to join our Facebook group. And most people join because they're in the mode of excitement. So that first email, we want to sort of excite them saying, hey, look, you made a great purchase. Come join our group where you can meet other people just like you. And I think that's super important to to do. We don't just send like a, hey, thanks for buying because that's boring. That person's excited to buy. Just keep them in that sort of a loop. And it's good and bad because then sometimes in the group, we get like customer support questions. We're like, hey, we're not for customer support. Just email us here. It's not really more for the front end, we call it. It's more for like the retention part of marketing where it's like, hey, like I made a right decision. This company has 20,000 other customers in here. So maybe it's just me, right? That's had a problem. So. So Kevin, you're obviously an expert in using the performance marketing channel, specifically using Facebooks. Talk to me a little bit about who are the customers that use your agency and how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so the customers that mostly use us are people that have validated Facebook as a platform for growth. For example, anybody spending between 10 to 20K a month, that's really where we come in for that creative volume output, but also for that strategic output of how to grow beyond that. And that just comes from me growing some of my e-commerce brands but also for me seeing that at a certain level, you just need like a different tactics and creatives, but also advertorials are seen are so great for e-commerce brands right now. And just sort of long sales copy are stuff we kind of want to help brands with and grow because as you're spending more money, everybody knows it just gets more expensive. So we want to come and help those sort of brands that are looking for that next thing. Like P Diddy said, mo money, mo problems. Kevin, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and telling us a little bit about how to leverage Facebook to grow. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Kevin Urutia, founder of Voy Media, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Kevin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is itsdanest, I-T-S-D-A-N-E-S-T, or you can visit his company's website, which is voymedia.com, V-O-Y-M-E-D-I-A.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast. 
and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.